It's also very important to stay informed about the latest scams, which I'm going to go through a few of them on this episode, and to seek help from either trusted family members or professionals if you're unsure about something before you give up any of your financial information. That includes credit cards, bank accounts, passwords, usernames, all that stuff. Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. I have a topic that I have to just podcast about. This is sort of a public service podcast because, frankly, I'm upset. And I'm upset because I've seen this happen to friends and family members. And it's happening not just here in the United States, but all over the world. And it's something I think if we're all aware of, we can help prevent. Um, And that is how to recognize and avoid being scammed. Um, Yeah, this is happening more than um, I care to even tell you about because I don't like to bring up negative things. But honestly, when this happened uh, just recently to someone that I care about very much, it was so bothersome that I said, I've got to put out a, a, a podcast about this because there are just too many people that don't realize how many people are getting scammed and that they could be falling victim or someone they love could be falling victim to some of these scams. And I think that it's first most important to understand that people are most vulnerable to fall for a telephone or an online scam when they are in a state of heightened emotion, such as fear or anxiety or excitement. Scammers often use those high pressure tactics to create that sense of urgency and push people to act quickly without thinking. And you have to think through these decisions because they can be um, quite devastating. I think, moreover, people are also more susceptible to scams when they're feeling isolated or lonely. Scammers often exploit these feelings by posing as a friend or someone who cares or someone who is actually telling you things that you should do so you don't get scammed and you're actually being scammed by this person. And I think that, um, you know, most people are very trusting. And if you're less familiar with the latest technology and the scams that are out there, there's more of an opportunity for these scammers to take advantage of you. So let's talk about some of the ways that we can avoid being scammed. I mean, this is really important. And I think it's important that you're vigilant and skeptical of any unsolicited calls or emails and text messages and never provide personal or financial information to someone that you don't know, especially someone that you don't trust. And if you don't know them, you probably can't trust them, so they go hand in hand. Um, It's also very important to stay informed about the latest scams, which I'm gonna go through a few of them on this episode, and to seek help from either trusted family members or professionals if you're unsure about something before you give up any of your financial information. That includes credit cards, bank accounts, passwords, usernames, all that stuff. So just so you know, the amount of money lost to scams annually is a little difficult to estimate precisely 
because many scams will go unreported. And the one that I just had experienced with a close friend, um, he never reported it. And he, so that's untracked. However, according to the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC in the United States, in just one year, they received over 2.2 million reports of fraud, with people reporting losing about $3.3 billion to these frauds. These numbers have been steadily increasing every year. And additionally, there are other organizations such as the Better Business Bureau and even the FBI that report scams continue to be a significant and growing problem globally with losses amounting to billions and billions of dollars every year. And here's the mind blower. It's important to note that these estimates are likely only a fraction of what is totally lost to these scams because like I said, many victims don't even report these frauds to authorities. So let's talk about what are the most sophisticated and the most common online and telephone scams that have literally stolen millions and millions of dollars from people and how can we recognize them and how can we avoid being scammed? I think that uh, it's important to understand that some of these have been around for a long time. They just get really good at pretending they're someone that they're not. The first one we'll talk about is phishing scams. That's PH, not F, phishing scams. This type of a scam is where the criminal tries to trick you into giving them your personal or financial information. So oftentimes they're doing it by sending you a fake email or even a text message that appears to be from a legitimate company like a bank or an online retailer. So it could be your bank, a big bank, right? It could be um, Amazon, it could be Apple, it could be Microsoft, one of these big companies that have big, um, that most people have accounts with these companies. So they know they have a pretty good chance of hitting someone that has an account. So it automatically, there's a trust factor because you see the logo. Don't fall for this. The message will usually ask you to click on a link and ask you for your login information, which they will then turn to use to steal your money or your identity. Now, one of the things that I've gotten in the habit from is immediately clicking on the actual email address. And if the email address doesn't sync up with the company that's sending it, if it's some random email address, because they usually are and they're usually hidden and you have to click on them to find out exactly what the email address is, that's a telltale sign right away. And I automatically report it you know, as a spam and um, report it and delete it and block it. And this is a pain in the neck, but you just have to do it. I mean, this is how you avoid getting scammed. The next one I want to talk about is an investment scam. And this is where criminals offer you the opportunity to invest in a scheme or a product that promises really high returns, but it's actually a scam. And many times they'll pressure you to invest quickly. They'll tell you the opportunity is only available for a limited time. Um, anything like that, just automatically just hang up the phone. Don't even go another step further with them or report the email. Take down the number, block the number from your phone. We all have the ability to do that now so you don't get calls back and they continue to harass you. Um, one of the older ones that's been around forever and still works very, very well is the tech support scams. These scams involve uh, someone calling you or emailing you claiming to be from a well-known company again, like a Microsoft or an Apple saying, hey, uh, there's a problem with your computer or the device that you're on, and they will offer to fix the pro problem for you for a fee, 
which they will take from your bank account or from your credit card, or worst case, they'll ask you for um, them to be able to get on your computer. So you'll allow them to get on the computer with you, and that is a huge mistake. Don't ever let someone else get on your computer, especially from someone that called you, not that you called them. Um, there's also online dating scams. Um, you know, this is something that's very um, prevalent today because so many people use online dating services. So this involves where fraudsters are using fake online dating profiles to establish perhaps a romantic relationship with someone or with their victims. And they're asking you for your money or your personal identification information and things of that nature. And this happens more often than you can possibly imagine. And another one is the lottery and the sweepstakes scams. And this is where criminals may call you or email you to tell you that you want a large sum of money. And, you know, all you have to do is click on this link or call this number and they'll ask you to provide your personal financial information to claim your prize, which then they will use to steal your identity. Now, you may have heard of some of these, but let me tell you, when they come from something that you're involved with, and I'm going to explain this to you in a way that it's going to really blow your mind, when it's from the government or from a business representative from a company that you do business with. So this could be the IRS this could be um, where you go to incorporate your business or do banking or investing or seek out getting a trademark. Anything that you've done online that they can look up that is public record, they can automatically, because it seems very timely that you're getting this call right after you applied for something in one of those major industries, then all of a sudden you're, you're like, oh, let me take the call. They can even actually make the caller ID say something that would make you think it's coming from a legitimate company. So you have to be very careful. Most banks will tell you flat out, we don't call our customers. Most companies do not call you. And they have you log into your app if you want to do anything or to the, to the actual website where you know you're logging into the legitimate website because that's where your username and password will work and get you in. So it's important to be aware of these types of scams and take steps to protect yourself uh, such as not clicking on the links and suspicious emails or the messages and uh, researching any investment opportunities or anything that comes up before you do any kind of investing or, um, or giving up of any personal information. So what are some of the specific things that scammers will actually say to you to win over your trust? Well, some of the times uh, they're going to be offering you something for free. So scammers oftentimes will say, hey, you know, if you, if we, get to do business together we're going to give you this free gift card and all you have to do in exchange for that is fill out this information it's your personal information they're seeking that's where they're getting it from and they're going to give you this hundred dollar gift card or five hundred or a thousand or whatever it is that they're offering you that is a scam um, and they're always trying to create a sense of urgency excuse me they're going to say um, you know you have to do this right away. This is a limited time offer. You risk losing the opportunity. We have, you know, you're lucky that you received this call. And, and there's, it's that fear of loss thing they're always trying to use. Don't fall for this. They also will pose as an um, authority. You know, they'll say, um, we're from the government agency of blank. Um, you know, we're a bank representative or we're a trusted uh, authority figure from, you know, uh, XYZ company that you are currently doing business with. 
These are all tactics that they use to get you to drop your guard or to feel like you're complying with someone because most people are nice and they don't want to hurt people's feelings. Don't fall for this stuff. They're, they're, they're constantly trying to appeal to your emotions. They'll try to manipulate your emotions by playing on your fears or your hopes or your desires. Um, there's also a way that they can do this on your social media. Be very careful because they're so smart and they, they make these websites and links look so legitimate that honestly, it's, it's almost like every single time I get something from, whether it's an email, a text message, or a link that, that is being sent to me, I'm automatically going to start um, thinking to myself, okay, would the company that I currently do business with provide this kind of a link? And in most cases, the answer is no. They can find our phone numbers online. They can find our address online. They can find companies that you worked for. And they can say that, you know, they're a representative of a company that you work for. There are so many different ways that they can find out information, especially with the profiles that we put out on ourselves on social media. So to recognize these things and avoid these scams, I want you to be wary of any unsolicited call that comes in, any unsolicited email, any message that you receive from any unknown source. You have to be skeptical of this. Never, listen to me, never give out your personal or financial information to anyone that contacts you unsolicited. I don't care who they say they are and what information they have about you. Don't give it up. Get their phone number, tell them you're going to call them back and then find out, put that phone number in Google or call the authorities, whether you even call the local police and say, is this true? Does this happen? Um, you know, my son pointed something out that I love. He says he puts stuff into chat GPT now and find out, is this legitimate? Would this company call me? Would that company call me? Because there are so many scams that he, he's made me aware of a bunch of scams that I wasn't even aware of that are happening to more people in his age group um, because they're not as um, leery as doing th things online as maybe a person that hasn't had internet access their entire life since the day they were born. So there's a, there's a whole another group, a whole another demographic that is more um, apt to use the online services that are provided to us or sent to us. And you have to be very skeptical of those. Anytime an offer that you get on, on an email or a text message or a phone call sounds too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Um, I also think it's very important that you have a, a really good password keeper. I actually use a, a service called Keeper. Um, and as always, when I give out information on my podcast, I don't get paid to do that. I don't have links or affiliate programs. I just do this as a, as a public service as part of what I do as a podcast. Um, I use a, a, an app called Keeper. It's, uh, it's really easy to use. It, it's not um, free. You have to pay money for it. And I've been paying for it for years, but it keeps every one of my passwords and I can go in there and change the passwords at any time. And it's encrypted in a way that is used by the same encryption methods used by banks. Banks accept this. Um, so they, they actually endorse it. Some of the banks, like I use Bank of America and Chase Bank and uh, a few others, and they all accept Keeper. And there's other ones out there. There's competitors to Keeper if, if you don't want to use that one. But I believe that you should you should change your passwords on a regular basis. Most people are like, I don't want to have to deal with it. They want to have the same password for everything that they do. Those are all bad ideas. Uh, even though it's a pain in the neck, think about how much of a pain in the neck it would be if someone stole your username and password to your banking software 
or to your investment accounts or to your even to your Amazon or your Apple or, or whatever other Google, whatever other things that you have that has all your personal information on it, even your social media accounts. So my advice is use very strong passwords. Don't use the same password for everything you do. Um, even the ones that get suggested to you from sites use a strong password. I would use that, but I would actually make a little change to it because they suggested it. So they had it somehow, even if it was randomly uh, put together. I just don't want anyone to know anything about the passwords that I use. And whenever it's offered, I use the two-factor authentication to protect the online account even more. Another thing I do is I keep my computer and antivirus software up to date. I know it's an extra expense and I just think it's worth it because I want to make sure my identity doesn't get stolen and people aren't uh, hacking into my computer. And if you ever suspect that you've been a victim of a scam, report it immediately to whoever the appropriate authorities are, such as your bank or the Federal Trade Commission or even the local police, because that's going to make a big difference in recovering what it, whatever it is that you put out there that can be used against you. You know, I honestly struggled with whether I actually wanted to do this podcast or not, because I've always brought a very positive spin to everything. Um, that I do on this podcast and this sort of has a negative connotation to it but I think it's a lot more negative to just let it go and not talk about this because it could happen to you tomorrow it could happen to someone you love people have to be aware that these scammers are out there and it is their literal full-time job they are trained by people on how to scam um, it's like, you know, go get a real job and, and, and stop scamming people. You spend enough time doing this and they do. They spend eight hours a day, five days a week. Like it's a real job for these people to go out there and scam people. And you think about it, as I said in the beginning of the, the episode, it's billions and billions of dollars every year that they're scamming away from people. And many people never recover the money that's taken from them. So please be aware of this. Please let me know in, in the comments and, you know, on social media, if this was helpful, please pass this on to people that you love. And, uh, you know, let's make this go away as much as we can, at least for the people that are listening and uh, that, that care about other people that will pass this information on to them. And that's it for today, guys. I am looking forward to the next one. And until then, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.